Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the call center operations podcast where we try to give you some actionable items that you can take back into your contact center, improve your overall agent quality, hopefully improve the culture, and uh, you know improve the customer experience as well. What's going on, everybody? So again, welcome, uh, welcome back to another episode. I'm pretty fired up for this. We uh, we believe that this week we're gonna hit over twenty thousand downloads um, of the of the podcast, which is pretty awesome. So again, thank you everybody uh, that's listened, that's downloaded. We're starting to, I don't know, get a get a second wind with the podcast. Not that we were we're we're lagging with it, but we're getting so many emails in, and you know, DMs on LinkedIn, on Twitter, kind of thanking for the the content and that it's actually making a difference and that some of you guys are really implementing some of these things in your contact center which is awesome right and that's the whole reason that we wanted to do this and it it just pushes us to to kind of keep pushing the envelope i have interviews coming up right i know a lot of you guys have requested that i have some really awesome guests that we do have lined up pretty excited for that so we're going to take this to kind of a different level when it comes to the guests. And, and listen, when I have a guest on, we're going to talk about actual things that they're doing in their call center, right? So I don't, just don't want to hear, you know, about, again, the theory behind their their support model, right? We want to give you guys plays and things that you can actually take back and, and really try to make a difference in, in your day-to-day. So, by the way, I'm on a new new mic. I don't know if if it's good or not. I'm trying the Yeti X out instead of the, that Yeti Blue, so... Heard it was a little better, so we're we're giving that a giving that a whirl as well. All right, so today's uh, today's episode, I want to give you guys a piece of what we do when we consult. So, if you're listening to this, this is kind of a special episode. If you're listening to this like at work, right, shut it off. Just just put it down and wait until you can get in your car. Wait until you're at home at night. This is a thinking episode, right? I can't. I can't give you the answers to the questions that I'm about to ask you unless unless you want to pay me to come consult and we can sit around and this is kind of what we do. This is one of the we call our uh our our call center twenty twos, right? And these are twenty two questions that I ask or that we discuss and we talk about. And I do this for myself, right? So I just went through this process. I actually just posted them um on LinkedIn, I don't know, four or five days ago. And what they are is is 22 questions that we think can help define your culture. And you need to have answers for all these because if you if you start to answer all of them and you put kind of what they are into action, you're going to totally have the call center that you want in your vision, if that makes sense. Right? So again, this is not a there's a right answer, there's a wrong answer. There's a there's an answer for your call center. 
and and for the culture that you guys are trying to espouse in your in your contact center. So again, this is a when we go out to consult, we sit around a round table with with the stakeholders of the call center managers, if there's key supervisors, and we really we just kind of talk, we whiteboard, and we hash these questions out. Again, I do this for myself, so every single year I kind of just take a day or take a weekend, and I'm in my basement. You guys see my videos that I post in the basement, right? That's kind of like I guess my call center thinking time, and I talk these through in my own head. So I want to kind of go through these. And, and again, I'll spend some time on some of them that I think are more important. We'll kind of blow through some of these because I don't, I don't want to bore anybody. But again, this is a, a thinking episode. What I think I'm going to do as well is have a like a worksheet. Um, so give me a day or two to, to do that. I'm gonna We're going to work on a worksheet. I'll post it on LinkedIn so that it'll have these 22 questions and, and some areas that you guys can write them down for your own team and kind of whiteboard some things out without us uh, without us being there. So Think of this as like a, a free, I guess, uh, consult with, with us um, coming into your call center. So again, these are actual questions that I'm going to ask and I want you to think about, right? So when we're defining call center culture, the first thing that, that kind of happens is, you know, do you have a toleration issue? So what is tolerated and not tolerated in your contact center, right? And that goes everything from you know, how do you deal with people who come in late? How do you deal with how people talk to each other? And we'll get more specific on that. But as an overall theme, right, are you lenient? Are you strict? Should you be more lenient? Should you be more strict? Think about that. And that's a that's a huge piece of kind of your culture. The big one, right? Do your supervisors care more about the reps than themselves, right? So are the actions that they take, are they actually helping to you know, push your team, push your reps forward, or are they trying to do things to just maybe push their own agenda, um, get a raise? Those types of things are really important. So again, is the culture of your management team healthy? And are they really trying to just help the reps more than they're trying to maybe push some type of agenda um, that they have for themselves? All right, the next question that we kind of ask and we get into, and a lot of you guys don't, but have you talked to your HR about the type of rep and individual that you want? Right? Or do you guys just say, hey, I need, I need eight more call center reps for my class next week. And they go out and they try to find you know, good resumes. Again, that's a huge culture piece. Talk to your HR team. Sit them down. Have a face-to-face on what works. And you know, are you looking for salespeople? Are you looking for individuals? Are you looking for team, people who can work on a team? What is the actual breakdown? I, mean, I could probably even do a podcast. We talked about hiring culture, but you know, maybe break down like those type of questions. But... Again, you need to define what kind of individual you want, and you need to talk to your HR team about actually bringing them, uh, bringing them on. All right, here's, this is one that I li- I really like too. Is, is how do you what do you allow when people speak to each other? Like what type of tone is allowed? Like you can actually push a, a specific tone or a sp- specific way that people talk to each other in the call center, right? So again, if you're a you know, one of those boilermaker type rooms where everybody's swearing at each other and, and maybe like that's kind of okay. Like that's weird, right? But that's one extreme of the culture. And then the other culture is it's a very quiet. Um, and Susie, hey, make sure you're doing this in very, very just kind of a, a soft type of call center. Like where do you fall in that spectrum? And, and what's allowed? How, how can a supervisor speak to, to your individual reps? How can the reps talk to a supervisor? What's allowed? What's not allowed? You know, if you define that and you kind of train that, it, it will happen, right? So I think that that's important. 
another one, and I a lot of this theme you see is is middle management, right? Because I think your middle management really does set the tone for your for your call center. Is how does the management treat their peers, right? So we talk a lot about this. So not really just how they treat the reps, because that's you know we we need to understand that. But you know, do do your supervisors gang up into cliques, and do they some of them like you know and think that these four supervisors do a good job, but you know this group doesn't, and we don't like them? Um, do they talk down on the newer supervisors, on the younger supervisors? If you have a middle management issue, you have a call center issue. So make sure that. Your supervision team understands that the call center reps see everything, right? And if they're talking down, if they're not talking properly with their peers, then the reps think that that's carte blanche, right, for them to be able to speak that way as well to their peers or to their other supervisors. So you don't want that. So make sure that uh, you're looking um, and you're discussing how each everybody kind of treats everybody, even even colleagues on the same level. All right. Um, again, and this is kind of like one one A one B here. Two, these two questions kind of go together. Is, is do you let things slide, and how strict is your call center? Right. So that kind of goes to to what what do we tolerate? That's really important for you to define. Right. So if you say, you know, if you're a couple minutes late for break, I'm okay with that. Maybe that's okay. Right. But understand, you're allowing that to happen then, and it's going to happen, and that's going to be the norm. So where do you draw the line for your norms is a, is a really important thing. And then when we talk about how strict, it's not just, just how we, how we define, you know, certain policies, but, um, how we kind of engage with those policies as well and make sure that, you know, we're not being jerks when we're, when we're kind of going through and, and if somebody does break a rule. All right, here's one that needs to be trained and educated and everybody does a really poor job with it, but how do you guys tolerate you know, you guys know our call center attitude and effort, but how do you guys tolerate poor attitude and poor effort? What do you do? Are there specific things you do? Do they come off the floor? Do you try to talk to them? What is the protocol for a rep that's just like, dude, I don't feel like being here today. You need to train that. You need to have your reps or, or, or even more the supervisors understand it and the reps understand what will be tolerated and what won't when it comes to you know, at least for us, for our culture of attitude and effort. But I think that that kind of goes with every contact center. So again, do they go to HR? Do you try to make a joke with them? What are the steps that you need to take and you need to train your management to, to get that rep out of their funk, right? Okay, let's talk about something good. What do you guys do when something good happens, right? What is the policy for when a good QA score comes out or, or you guys hit some KPI for the day? Is it celebrated? Is it high five? Do you announce it to the floor? Remember, we want good things to happen on the floor. We want bad things to happen. I don't want to say bad things. We want you know things when we're talking or, or when we're coaching or when we're trying to you know, help a rep or maybe something they did wrong off the floor. But you need to celebrate on the floor for all the awesome things that happen. And a lot of call centers don't. A lot do. You, a lot of you guys do. But make sure that you have like... You know, these seven things or these eight things, we are always going to celebrate on the floor every single day when they happen. Don't just leave it up to a supervisor. If something's good, you know, hey, you know what, you should probably announce that. Um, really define that. And I think that that goes a long way into the uh, into the culture. All right. So what happens, again, going back to the other side, this is a big issue, is what happens in your call center when a rep does walk in late? And guys, the, I'm just going through these in, in kind of random order. We, we definitely have these segmented out you know, into operational things, things on the floor, um, negative things, you know, when we talk about with a, with a client, what do you do with that? 
you know, you like, hey, we have no policy, go to HR, or you get written up, or is it, hey, we give a couple minutes of leave? I know we kind of talked about that, but it's an important piece of it, right? Because again, that's the that happens in the morning. Remember that, right? So, or it happens at the beginning of a shift, depending on when your reps are coming in. So, we want to really control that first thirty minutes. The first thirty minutes is really important. So, how we get off to the right foot is is really important. Uh, really important with that. Do you have a management training program? Do your supervisors all manage differently? And, and again, everybody's going to manage a little differently because we all have different personalities. Do you have the same type of policies, right? That we know that this is kind of how we're going to affect and, and do these types of things when, when either something good or bad happens or when an issue arises on the team, you know, making sure that we have some continuity, right, in the training. And that goes again to the, the management training program that you have. If you do not, again, we have a whole full podcast on it. I have a couple blog posts on it. You need to start to institute some type of management training, no matter how big your call center is, whether you have one or two supervisors or whether you, whether you have 50 of them. You know, you really need to, to start to look at, at management and middle management training. Uh, do you play games on your call center floor, right? Is it a fun environment or is the environment boring and brutal, right? And again, this is this sometimes doesn't even go to the culture of the organization, goes to the culture of the manager, right? So if you have a manager whose personality is kind of a sit back and kind of you know, take everything in and I'm not really a rah-rah person, a lot of times the it's kind of like a coach. I use that coaching analogy. You take on the personality of your coach, right? You take on the personality of your manager. And a lot of times the floor does that. So you might need to get out of your comfort zone, right? To do what's best for the organization, for your call center, even if it's not really your personality. But again, you need to be playing games. There needs to be music on the floor when they come in. Uh, every single day, there has to be something going on where, where it's a little bit of fun. Even if you have a financial services uh, call center and your deal is to be as quiet as you can, you guys can still do some things that are that are a little bit of fun to to make it not miserable to to be there. I think that's really important when it when it comes to culture. Do you take pride in the equipment that you have your supervisors or I'm sorry your your associates with? Right? Are the chairs good? Do they have headsets that they like? You know what type of computers are they? Are they, are they from 1985? Right? That goes a long way if if you're taking the time to give the reps what they need. Right, and you're you're making their job as best as you possibly can with the, the I'm not saying the best equipment, but at least newer equipment that you know that you, that they know that you care, and you're asking them about it, right? So if you're going to get a new headset, you talk through, uh, you know, hey guys, these are the five headsets. What ones do you like? These are the three chairs that we chose. What ones do you guys like? So we'll whittle it down to one. It kind of engages them. It's important, and it also shows that you care not only about your call center, but you care about your people. Do you correct your co- your reps on or off the floor, right? What is your culture with that? You know, I'm a huge on the floor. We celebrate. You guys know this. I've said it 400 times. Off the floor, we do negative things. What do you do in your call center? And is it right? Is it wrong? Does it fit your culture? It's a big question to uh, to ask. Are you guys in the next, you know, one to three years going to invest in new technology in your call center? Right, and if you are, you're going to talk about that. How are you going to make reps and your customers' lives lives better? If you're not willing to invest in new technology in today's, then you need to outsource. But if you're a high end customer support center, you need to look at some of the things that are that are coming down the road, and it's going to be really important for the culture of your organization. If you if you are in a a hot area where there's a lot of call centers, right? These reps are going to move, and they're going to know who has what, and that's a huge piece of it. You know. The, the culture of the organization, the technology that they're using, the 
just the the overall feel of the call center that you're moving forward is really important and it's going to help with your turnover but also it's going to help with your customer experience and guys we are now call centers are bridges between software companies and that old school you know 1950 pick up the phone and service a customer so you got to have both uh to, to really be successful in today's and to be successful with your culture do you invest in your ongoing education with your associates or are you too busy right i'm so tired of that every call center is busy every single call center has wfm that is going to say to you hey guys our occupancy is here i don't have time for this well you need to make time it's really, really important that you schedule at least a half hour a week. And we do an hour, a half hour a week of off the floor education for all of your call center associates. Remember, these guys don't talk to each other a lot, right? Nobody's really using the phone anymore, especially if you have a younger workforce. Everybody's texting. So you have to start to train now how to speak, how to delight, all right? Forget about the what to click and, hey, guys, this week our KPIs were here. That stuff's important. But this education should be on those type of soft skills. It's really, really important. And the high-end centers that, that put the time in, that, that dedicate hours to it, you're going to really reap the benefits um, of your overall customer's experience than everybody who's just like, you know what, I don't have time, and we'll just figure it out. Right? That's, that's kind of an issue, and that's a huge difference and a differentiator in, in, in call centers. Then the last kind of one, and this is number 22, is, and we, I say, does everyone around here, do you guys love your job? Do you like what you do? It's such an important piece of it. If you have a miserable manager, right, or if you are a miserable manager, you're never going to have a high-end culture. You being a, probably listening to this, a supervisor, somebody who's running a call center, you have the ability to change anything you want. Right, You can pressure higher management to say, hey, we want to do this. We need to do this. Most of the time, you can just do it. So it's up to you to say, hey, you know, I'm going to just leave things alone or I'm actually going to try to make a difference in my contact center. I'm going to try to make a difference for my customers. You guys set the tone for what you want to do. And if you can kind of take some of these and you take, you take what we talk about here and you find out where you're weak at and you find out where you're not doing a great job, and you put an action plan in to change it, right? And that's kind of what we would do when we would consult. After we'd walk on the floor, we'd talk to everybody. We would talk to all the leaders about these kind of questions. We would say, hey, where do you guys think you stink? Where do you think you're doing a great job? Where would you like to do more? And we put a plan in to, to kind of differentiate and try to make them make them understand what a difference it can make when you just change a couple of these, uh, couple of these questions towards the positive, so... I hope that that's, that's helpful. You know, I, again, I think that this is a take a 30-minute drive. This episode now looks like we're going to be about 20 minutes. Take a 20-minute drive. Think about some of these things. Hop on my LinkedIn, and, and probably Wednesday or Thursday, I'll have, a, uh, I'll have a PDF that will have all these questions that you can kind of download and, and talk through with your team and maybe write a little action plan to try to help, help the contact center. You know, to deal with with some of these issues or, or or some of the things that you guys are struggling with. So, all right, um, just real quick for those of you who have made it here to the end, we do have the book more advice from a call center geek. It's on Amazon. We have the YouTube channel advice from a call center geek. Please subscribe to that. Look at all of our Facebook, especially the Facebook community. Right, so advice from a call center geek community, join that bad boy. Check me out on LinkedIn. I have my own now personal Instagram. It is tlaird underscore call center underscore geek. 
Um, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do that too. Um, a lot of posts and pictures and things that are kind of a little bit more behind the scenes as well. So again, thank you guys for everything you're doing. Someone listening to this episode is going to be our 20,000th kind of listener subscriber. So I really, I really do appreciate that. And it's worldwide. It's become a kind of a worldwide thing, which is, which is pretty cool. So again, thank you guys uh, so much. And I will talk to everybody next week.